Hey everyone, it's uh, Ben here. And me, nobody. <laughs> wow, you uh, you really uh, sound a little different today. Nobody did uh, something happen. I should I be worried? No, this is my normal speaking voice. Oh, okay, weird. I just you know it sounded a little different to me. <laughs> anyway, I don't know if you can. Uh, you might have been able to discern, despite my perfect impression, that nobody is not here uh, for this intro. Um, we did record about half an hour of a podcast uh, between our um, busy, busy schedule. Uh, that was about all we could manage to fit in. And so uh, I thought I'd tack on this little introduction since we didn't really introduce anything. We just kind of like sat down and uh, hit record uh, as, you know, is our usual MO. Normally I'd like to give you a bit of a longer episode than that but since it's been a while since our last podcast i don't know if you've uh, if you've been paying attention to the website you might see oh, there's like a bit of a month long gap we try to deliver a little more frequently than that um, but i've been sick for the last few weeks so we were unable to record and uh, obviously with nobody in and out of town that always makes things tricky as well so uh this was all we could manage to fit in, but uh, hopefully we'll have a much longer episode for you next time, and uh, I can fill you in on the full story of uh, my <laughs> illness and recovery and uh, all of that fun stuff. But uh, until then, enjoy the episode. There was many a laugh to be had, and uh, then after the uh, regular portion of the podcast, I uh, have a bit of a phone call that we recorded as well that... Yeah, it's a little bit of a bonus for you. So between those two segments, I mean, it's not still a full-length episode, but it gets you a little bit closer. <laughs> and uh, that's got to count for something, right? Oh, and uh, before I uh, throw to the uh, main episode itself, I should note that this is literally a Midnight Crisis podcast. Uh, the time as of recording right now is 12.20 a.m. And uh, you know what? I'm tired, <laughs> but it feels right, you know, like the way this podcast intended to be. So uh, settle in, maybe even listen at midnight and uh, get that vibe right, you know. All right, on to the show. I can only describe the scene as a banana <laughs> massacre. I don't have a specific banana pop. <laughs> I imagine he was begging her, like, on a daily basis. Like, like absolutely. Please. That's my other experience. Hand. That's a shit experience. <laughs> I'm a lounger now, Jerry. A lounger. Midnight crisis. Living in the future. No, living in the future would just be... See, this is what, what I... Do you think we're headed this way and or it will ever be possible? To just walk into your house and your devices charge, or having said that, just walk into an anywhere and your devices charge. Like that would be amazing. I don't want to have to clip it or think about it. If I could walk into like an eligible house and/or business and my phone is just charging, that would be ideal. Yeah, well, they've like talked about wireless power for a while now. Mm-hmm. No one seems to have like really cracked it yet. Well, because I'm just thinking, like, how far away are we though? Like. Is there anything even similar to what? Like, there is some level of wireless charging. Or when they say wireless charging, is it more like the plate example like you've got? Yeah, I think that's okay. exactly what they call wireless, wireless charging. charging. And you're like, well, I see a wire. 
yeah, it's wireless charging. It's not wireless energy, which is like, that's what we're yeah. really looking forward to. Like when I can hang a flat screen TV on the wall. And, and not I don't, plugged into anything. I don't have to like worry about like, all right, I need a cable PowerPoint? going to like, right. yeah. Because like you look behind our set and it's like a mess of wires. <laughs> I am yeah. so ready to like give up all of that just if it's like uh, you just put the playstation near it it works you just put the uh, yeah, speakers on like awesome. either side of the or room or just and- be like sweet now i don't have to set my bedroom up in this direction because that's where well for me the landlord decided they would like the powerpoints yeah so yeah. like in our hobart house we've had to like run a cable across the room basically because the way it seems like the landlord, I mean, the serving suggestion from the owner <laughs> with where they've put the PowerPoint would have you facing away from the view all the time. Yeah, I had a similar problem in the last place. Like I just had a power cable basically like going across the room under the bed. So it was like mostly out of sight. Yeah, so ours is mostly out of sight, which is good. But It's still one of those things you're like, why did they decide to put the PowerPoints here? And yeah. It's like, because, okay, I can understand maybe they think you'll need one for the TV, but like even just say like this building was built before mobile phones was like a Surely thing. I'd need a lamp. Yeah. You want like a bedside table and an alarm clock or a lamp or whatever. Well, I'm also like, you know how Gambino is like, um, he said, I want to, what is it? Like I want a gold plaque inside my dining room or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know. The I'm going to look it up. He's a gold plaque inside my dining room. The you got it dude bit. The full house. He said, I want a full house. He said, you got it, dude. Yeah, I don't know exactly. Like I. Anyway, I think he says like, yeah, he's like, do you want a gold plaque inside your dining room or something? And he's like, I want a full house. That's how I feel about PowerPoints. Like if I'm ever like build, I was going to say the God of houses because my generation is so far away from house ownership. I've forgotten the concept of... Of architecture. Of, not even that, just building my own house which is like pretty much what everyone a generation before us did but anyway i would literally just be like and there gets a powerpoint and there gets a powerpoint like i want options i would be like it would be the powerpoint house there'd be no walls it would just be powerpoints but you know as soon as you do that it's going to be outdated like something else is going to come along right that's when wireless charging yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like i'm guaranteeing you there was like a ton of houses built like a decade or so ago Mm -hmm. that have wi-fi uh, ports everywhere or like you know ethernet ports everywhere oh true and then, and then wi-fi came in and it's like, like oh you don't need those oh, yeah like, but having said that like i'm not jumping on the like i am not really an early adopter for anything like i certainly wasn't a blu-ray early adopter or dvd early adopter for basically this exact reason i'm like i'm gonna give it a few years to settle in to make sure we're going in this direction because i don't want to be the betamax guy <laughs> or the ethernet port person but i'm like well power points have been with us since they're pretty standard that's true. yeah it's not like ethernet where it's like we think we need this like i've seen new powerpoints which are useful now which have a direct usb plug-in above the like power bit yeah that's and good that's a, it's awesome for now but again risky move if we ever move away from usb which again well, is well we already have really new. like you got usb c already yeah exactly it's like one um but that doesn't affect the other end well, it can, I guess, is the thing. Oh, like really? if you had USB C on both ends, it would but charge why would I faster. Have that? Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's the thing. But this is still awesome. And like my friend's couch, I don't know how it works. My friend's couch has Wi Fi plug in. I mean, US- that'd be awesome. USB, USB plug in. I assume Wi Fi couch would be useless. I what assume- do I even do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I assume they have to plug in the chair, like it's like a lazy boy or something. Yeah, it is. And so you have to power the motors in it and then. 
it also right. powers like you know the charger in the it's awesome. armrest or whatever. Like it's yeah, oh, yeah. It's a, this is the future, but it's again. a great idea. But then like you have to keep a old USB C. Uh, so you have to keep an old like regular USB, USB cable. Cord, yeah, that's like USB to USB C or whatever. It's like oh now my chair is outdated. Like, <laughs> like it's annoying enough when you have to update your Apple cable. And like, like all right, the we're base going, bit. Yeah, it's like yeah. we're going from you know USB to the uh, lightning bolt, and then it's like all right, get, get all those cables. We're going from yeah. lightning bolt to USB C. It's like oh fuck, I guess all those are useless. Mm-hmm. But like at least it's like one cable. It's not your you couch. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's well, like oh, I've got to get a new couch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a good excuse. If you're like in the business of wanting to regularly change couches, but if you're not in the business of wanting to do that, it's less useful. Yeah, I don't know who's in the business <laughs> of like disposable couches. But also like needs an excuse. Like I want to regularly change my couch, but I'm going to need to justify it. <laughs> yeah. Are your friends like constantly reclining and then it's like up and down, up and down. It's like, oh, the gears wore out again. <laughs> what are the chances? Guess I got to get a new couch. Yeah, even like a powered lazy boy, I guess either seems, unless you're like got a disability, seems unnecessary because we've got recliners, but they're just rotary. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I'm like, like I'm scared of using electricity where I don't need it. <laughs> a lazy boy, as it is, is like already a luxury item. Right. It's like people can spend thousands of dollars on these things, and it's like, you well, know, mine, you just pull the lever. Yeah, it seems Kong. to have been working pretty well. Right, for- why mess with it and put in... Like, I feel like too much can go wrong with electricity and I can't do anything about it. Whereas, like, if it's cogs, like, in theory, I could be like, okay, this is what they're meant to do. Yeah, I know. Even, I don't know if you heard recently in the States, they've got that satellite radio and they can, like, no. push things like, you know, what music is playing. It'll tell you the artist and the song and the cover art will come up. Oh. And so... A whole fleet. Like, I've seen people's cars do that in Australia. Even with the album art? No, no, no. Just, like, title and artist. Yeah. So, it's, like, basically the same, but I guess slightly more advanced than what I've seen here. And so, recently, all, like, a whole fleet of new Mazdas, their radios stopped working because of a glitch in the album art. Like, one of the radio stations, they sent out a signal that, I don't know if it just had a typo or it wasn't compatible with... Um, but it like melted the mainframe basically yeah and it's like it's exactly what you're talking about it's like because all of these systems are digital and they had no way of manually restarting it it's just like oh they're all broken yeah well and- that's the thing with cars like i think at least it's something that my dad has experienced in his lifetime that we will probably see happening in other things or we're so used to it but he's like when i was young i could repair cars because it was all basically like a really complex but giant automaton. Yeah. So you could take it apart and work out how it works and change it. But now he's like, well, it's almost all like the onboard computer and I can't do auto electric, like auto electrics and like auto programming are really specialized skills. So oh, kind of would- moving away from like as things get easier, they also get harder. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also uh, almost certainly protected to um like the nth degree that it's like oh we don't want you hacking into our system so we're not gonna like like only the dealership can even attempt to uh mess with the computer because i guess things like 
the odometer. They don't want you to be able to like, like change the number. Like wind that back or yeah. right. But like in the process, like I saw a similar issue with a um, Tesla. They've got, instead of regular door handles, they're like essentially like digital locks. Oh, right. So basically you do like the touch and they open like kind of some of those slider doors, do you mean? I think, so. I think yeah, it sounds like along those lines, like there's um, like a fake handle mm-hmm. that you kind of just like touch with your finger and then right. like the door pops open yeah right and so you're like well what about in the case of an emergency there is on the driver's side door like an actual handle that you mm. can like pull but when you do that they give you a warning it's like hey this could like ruin your uh, door don't do this wow. unless it's an actual emergency okay and Damn. so it's like well okay if your passenger side door for instance fucks up it's like everyone's got to pile out through the... Well, like, yeah, what if you drive into the river or yeah. something? Like, I guess it's like goodbye to your children. Yeah, it seems like the, like just those extra seconds that it's going to take for everyone to climb seems to the front seat. like they're quite important seconds in a situation right. like that. yeah. I have to say, like, fear versus likelihood of happening, driving my car into a river and having to break <laughs> my way out is high fear. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think about it a lot and don't want it to happen but surely the likelihood is minimal no but it's like prominently featured in so much media right and it's such a horrible thought but also at the same time i feel like once in my life i want to be able to try and escape oh like it'd be fun if you could like be put in a like you know how you do scuba diving in a pool it'd be fun if you could be like okay we're putting you in the pool it's totally safe just see if you can see if you can get out yeah Yeah. i'd love to try that and just be like i knew i could do it or it's like (laughs) i guess that was way more dangerous really glad that i know that i can't yeah and that's why i'm annoyed about other people's phobias because mine is (laughs) medium my phobia which i'll reveal and you know is probably medium to low danger high prevalence but some people are like oh my worst nightmare is being buried alive and i'm like that would be horrible high danger but, like, you don't ever have to worry about that. The likelihood of it happening is so minimal that right. it's not a real problem. Whereas my fear is not... My fear is spiders. Like, I'm horribly... I'm terrified of spiders. If mm-hmm. I see one all day, I'll be, like, literally cringing my shoulders because I'm afraid one's going to, like, leap out and touch me. And the prevalence is... Even though the danger is not high, my body react. Like, I feel like it's very dangerous even when I just see one. But I feel like that's the exact opposite end of the scale. Like That's exactly what I'm saying. But I have to confront it every day. Like, how often do you have to confront being buried alive? But you say being buried alive is an irrational fear. No, it is rational. Like, because if it happened, it would be terrible. I'm not saying it's irrational. I'm just talking about fears. We're not even in the rationality realm. Okay. So, in terms of fears... You don't have to face yours very often if it's being buried alive. Well, probably only once. Right. Well, who <laughs> knows? If you, well, yeah. I don't know. If you're Ryan Reynolds or something, maybe more frequently. I'm guessing you haven't seen that movie. Does he die? It doesn't end well for him. <laughs> oh. Unless you're... Unless you're that um, guy in CSI from 2006 <laughs> who maybe, got out in season one. Maybe Beatrix from Kill Bill. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. She survives being buried alive. I think so does, like, Hugh Jackman in something. <laughs> okay. Any, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Think I've Could seen also die. But someone in CSI survived it, and I guess so does Beatrice. Maybe Kill David Bill. Blaine. He's definitely been buried alive more oh, that's times so true. than most. So if it's his fear, yeah. then, <laughs> wow, double thumbs up. He's, he's done well to face it. He has. I'm just saying, in theory, you're not, even if you survive the first one, like, it's not happening... It's not. I don't think you would have to be buried alive as many times as I've had to deal with spiders. No, but then the consequence of like 
the worst thing a spider can do is kill you. Uh, yeah, but you say that like the spiders that are lurking around here are like, you know, no, super there's like deadly. one out of fifty, I think. Yeah, but like Australia's got a reputation of having like some scary spiders, mm. but. Like, how often are you interacting with, like, a funnel web or a well, red I don't back know. Or... I think that's also the risk. It's hard to know. But, it, like, when your fear manifests, isn't it mostly because you've seen a spider? Yes. But and... I'm not like, oh, that's the genus wolf banus. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's usually because it's, like, huntsmen, which, like, right. look scary. but are Right, harmless. which are horrifying. But I think they probably look similar enough to funnel webs. No, funnel webs are in the ground. I don't know this. Well, are they? I can't talk about it anymore because I'm picturing <laughs> them in my mind and it's like starting to frighten. But I'm, this should put you at ease though. It's saying you'll like almost never encounter one. No, because you just made me think of spiders, which now I'm picturing, which I hate. And also I'm still going to see scary spiders. Yeah, but if you think it through to its logical conclusion. Well, well yeah, because that's how fears work. Well, then maybe, I don't know, that can help you face it. It's it like, doesn't. The worst that can happen <laughs> is it creeps me out a little bit. Mostly. <laughs> Until the one day it's like, oh, it was really a redback in disguise as a huntsman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ooh. I didn't mean to put that possibility well, into your like, mind. Well, you never climb into bed and you're like, well, this is, again, we've talked about on our previous podcast how my brother, we had this exact discussion basically Slightly different because he had to face his fear probably more regularly. So he is afraid of emus. And the street he used to live on (laughs) had an emu farm at the end of the street. And I was like, well, that's on you. That's a bad choice. You should have done your research. Yeah, I was like, what are the chances that like most people encounter way more spiders (laughs) than than emus? emus, But no, he didn't do his research. Did I mention he raises emus for a living? Right. Did I mention his adopted son turned out to be an emu? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, so unfortunately for him, he like moved to a completely new like tropical area. Yeah. And it just so happened there was like, an emu rehabilitation like center on the end of his street and what he didn't discover this until after he <laughs> already bought like, the house that's unlucky yeah i know and so what are they just like roaming around in a paddock and right but there was like a fence and stuff but he had to still like i remember pretty specifically when he was like turning left to like go onto the main road you'd have to like point your car directly at them they I, just like, like stare and right. Uh, so I remember like the stare down between like him and the <laughs> emus as he drove me places every morning. It was so funny. Did he have a bad emu encounter as a child? Or I don't know. We haven't gotten to the bottom of that, but it was. Well, that sounds like a no then, if you don't know. Well, I didn't know him as a child. <laughs> he's not adopted or something. No, he's heaps older than How me. How much older is he? 15 years. And you never once discussed this with him as like, hey. Well, I didn't know him did... pre-15. And like, I was I, maybe I would say pre-20 because like, I'm not like having these kinds of yeah, philosophical you're not a discussions person. at five. I just feel like, you know, you're in your 30s now. It didn't once come up. Why are you like, scared of emus? Yeah. I don't think so. Something to ask him next time. Well, because we were a having chat. a debate. Because I was like, mine's way worse. I have to face it. This is pre emu farm. Mm-hmm. I have to face mine more regularly. And yeah. he's like, yeah, but mine could really hurt you. And that is true. Emus are really dangerous. Are they? Yeah. What What can an emu do? I think like tear your insides out with its claws. Like they're fucking vicious. I feel like you would have to really go out of your way to piss out, piss off an emu to that degree. Well, look it up. What could an emu do to you? Dot com. <laughs> anyway, because like, my the- thing is like I'm not going to get into the shower and say to myself, "I hope there's not an emu in here." 
No, it's not going to sneak up on you like that. Or like climb into bed and be like, oh God, was that an emu I felt when I was getting in? Or like putting your shoes on and being like, I really hope no emus climbed in because I left these outside overnight. I um, Googled worst emu attacks. (laughs) Is it the emu war again? (laughs) No, that's not the first uh, result, funnily enough. I'm just going to read you this late paragraph from Wikipedia. Okay. Emus are large, powerful birds, and their legs are among the strongest of any animal. I told you this. And powerful enough to tear down metal fencing. I literally told you this. Oh, my God. I'm so glad he didn't know that because we faced them through metal fencing. (laughs) The birds are very defensive of their young, and there have been two documented cases of humans being attacked by emus. (laughs) They really oversell it at the start, don't they? They're like, they're really dangerous. Watch out. It's happened at least more than once. It's not even like of being killed by emus emus it's attacked by emus and it's at least more than once is basically yeah it it means that just say there was another emu attack it was so not newsworthy that that they didn't didn't even go to the hospital or whatever yeah at least more than once this has happened (laughs) we're sure so i don't know i feel like the spider thing might actually be more rational i'm on your side thank you thank you very much again but you're not getting into the shower like my god i hope i'm not getting buried alive today or in here, more accurately. No. Like, I've got to look around for stray alive barriers. But, like, I do remember when I was a kid, we went to the zoo. You got buried alive? Yeah. And, <laughs> Unlucky. Uh, then Amy saved me. So, <laughs> you know. so you're quite the opposite yeah, to my brother. Yeah. Your emu man to his, like, anti-emu man. They've got very strong talents. They do. Yeah. They've attacked at least over one person. <laughs> So I... Um, That's how I would do it. More than one person has been attacked <laughs> by an emu. Leaves it open. It could be millions. Yep. But it definitely isn't. <laughs> so um, there's like a big emu enclosure. Mm-hmm. And I was with my friend Alex. And we're both, like, I'm, I'm guessing, like eight years old at sure. this point. And one of them like... See, pecked. by that stage, I couldn't get my brother to take me to the emu. Uh, yeah. What no. a childhood you've had. Uh, and one of them like was pecking at his hat. Oh, right. And so, that was just too much. Yeah, like I do remember my dad having to like put up his hand and, and like, almost no, like you don't. make it like an emu head. <laughs> to be like, like there's a, another one here and yeah, it's not liking what you're doing. And it's asserting dominance. These and, are my young, don't that, pick them. Yeah, and that got the emus to back off. Wow, yeah, I so, can't believe that worked. I love the idea of Philip doing that. I mean, they've got strong legs, small brains. Obviously. Yeah, so... Uh, All the extra tissue went to leg strength and not to <laughs> brain. Exactly. So I feel like there's a pretty easy defense mechanism should your brother ever find himself in danger. And I think uh, that's the thing danger. that I hate about spiders. They're creepy to look at. Like, they ca- you can't deny that. Even mm-hmm. if you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, oh, that's disgusting next to, like, a puppy. Like, there is something inherently cute about puppies. I don't think that's just learned. Like, they're furry and big eyes and that's all <laughs> stuff that humans find cute. Yeah. Whereas these are, like, angular and gross colors and, like, they're meant to look scary. And also... Like, they are so unpredictable. Spiders are unpredictable? Oh, yeah. What do you think they're going to do? Like, they could just jump on you or, like, come... They've got webs. Yeah, but... Like, if one's on the ceiling right now, it could just decide to be on me and there'd be not a lot I could do about it. No, they spend, like, 90% of the time in the web. It's like oh, you don't know spiders like building I know a web or they're that like so waiting untrue. for a But if you see a spider, it's like, great, that could be very quickly on me. Only if you, like, provoke it. If you just leave it alone, I don't think it's doing much. I don't know that you... You don't know spiders. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I've like the kind of thing that you're talking about has happened to me, but like when I'm trying to catch one and right. like move it outside or something. Guess how many people, speaking of Australian like stereotypes, yeah. Guess how many people die of snake bites in Australia every year? 300? Like almost none. Over one. Over one, basically. Like it's a, like neg- so negligible, like all potentially zero for some years. It's. They don't. You don't regularly get bitten by extremely venomous spiders that choose to extremely venomous you. Spiders or snakes? Snakes. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I feel like does that not put your mind at ease for all? No, species? because I'm not scared of them killing. I don't want them to touch me. Yeah, but because no, I don't know that it's that. <laughs> okay. Because like I assume a lot more people are getting bitten by snakes. Like maybe not a ton. Really? I feel like way more are getting bitten by spiders. No, no. Then you're saying like it's almost zero dying by snakes. But like we've got the anti-venom. Yeah. So as long as you like can get to a hospital where you can be treated or whatever, mm-hmm. you're like almost certainly going to be okay. But also like most spiders can't... Sp- I'm so focused. Yeah. <laughs> most snakes, if they're super venomous like don't have very strong fangs or like long fangs. So it's like, like there's a lot of stuff that stops them, you from even getting to the anti-venom level. Like the really dangerous ones have short fangs. So they'll probably like bite your jeans or like maybe graze your skin, but not get enough poison in you and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, that's always, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's true, but that was always (laughs) the rumor about daddy long leg spiders. They're really dangerous, but they just don't have like big fangs. But no, I, I think that's an urban legend. Right. Yeah. I think so too. But like, I would believe that, similar logic applies it's like you know like think about it if they're gonna take down a fly right you don't need enough venom to take down a human being well it's not even the amount of venom it's just like my teeth aren't that long so if i can't directly access your skin because again when would i have to have gigantor teeth like no one's wearing clothes when i evolved and i'm mostly (laughs) taking down like rabbits it's not like there's rabbits with jeans on but so would you say that it is an irrational fear of spiders? Yeah. No. They might touch me, Ben. Yeah, but then what? They'll be on me and that will be horrible. I mean, it's not great, <laughs> but like... No, I'm aware it's irrational. Like, it, no, it's not based in... I already... Yes, I would completely agree it's irrational, of okay. course. I know it's not based in fact of actual risk of harm to me. Yeah, fair enough. All right. No, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of exactly... Because if, if, if it could be cured by like, oh yeah, they're really that harmless... Then it would I, have been. I would have saved you a lot of therapy. Uh, right. You haven't. No, I'm Shame. aware. That's what makes it like a phobia and not like a delusion. Yeah. Where I'm okay. like, spiders are all around me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, you know, on Maury mm. where the girls will be like, oh, I'm scared of pickles. And then they'll send her to like the pickle factory as some kind of attempt to cure her. So there is but mostly like... like- as a way Just for ridicule. Them. Yeah. So there is a concept which people don't use in therapy because, again, like you have to horribly traumatize someone. But mm. it's essentially, it's like this thing I've read about called flooding. Where it's like, if you've got a pickle fear, we'll just dump a jar of pickles on you and make you not able to escape. And then like you've been in it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. Basically. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly people just learn like... I really hated that and it was really unpleasant and I hope I don't have to do it again. I've just got another I was right to be afraid to of pickles. Deal with now. Yeah, <laughs> Look how unpleasant it was last time pickles touched me. <laughs> uh, you're, saying, you're saying Maury had uh, not the not greatest Not much scientific of, basis. Yeah, it's a, I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you. <laughs> and with that, 
I think that brings us to the end of the episode. You can email me, ben at midnightcrisis.net. You can email nobody, nobody at midnightcrisis.net or podcast uh, at midnightcrisis.net will find us also. Jump on our website. Funnily enough, it's midnightcrisis.net. And uh, that's where you can find all the new episodes. You can uh, find clips from the episodes. You can get the RSS feed. So every new uh, podcast is automatically downloaded, just like if you were subscribing to it through iTunes or whatever you use. And uh, yeah, basically all the good stuff is right there. So uh, (laughs) thanks uh, for listening. And remember, Ben loves you. Nobody loves you. heard of the Cottingslow Fairies? Doesn't sound familiar. Okay. So this is something that Cottingley, sorry, the Cottingley Fairies. Mm-hmm. So it's a widely known thing that um, it's a story that in 1917, these two young girls, right, they were like late back to dinner and they were like, where were you, naughty children? And did what they did to naughty children in 1917. And they were like, no, no, father. I'm guessing this is how they spoke. It was in the UK. No, no, father. Um, we were detained by the fairies. And he was like, uh-huh. And so the next day they took cameras down to prove it and took photos of themselves with the fairies. Okay. Like, you know how we at one stage went to that like supernatural seance thing and all that kind of stuff was all the rage and like so when I say that it was a play sort of um, thing that whole experience and play that we went to was based off how popular this was in sort of the late 1910s 1920s <laughs> well I'm familiar with the concept of a seance yeah no but as in are you familiar with like they were really popular in that time like there was a whole sort of supernatural movement. I feel like that was like just the past in general. Anything that people didn't understand, it's like, oh, because it's supernatural. Like, okay, no, like I guess we don't have like, the science to disprove it yet. So like Nikolai say it was fairies or ghosts or whatever. Communicate with the dead and like it was all the rage. It was really fashionable at the time. It was a fun yeah. Saturday night activity. Yeah, well, I guess you had to make your own uh, entertainment. Anyway, so her mother was in one of these Theosophical societies Which is like a a, I don't know Some sort of philosophical society though With a focus on the supernatural So she saw these photos That they've taken with the fairies And Brought them to this society And anyway, what's so crazy about it Is that eventually like They find their way to Arthur Conan Doyle And they're in all the newspapers that these girls have met fairies at the bottom of their garden and Arthur Conan Doyle, as in the creator of Sherlock Holmes, is, like, showing up at their house and, like, writing books about it and all these people are convinced. But when you say they took a camera to prove it, did they get any photos of the fairies? Yeah, they did. And so what was in the photo? Well, them and fairies. But this is the point I'm making. Maybe <laughs> Because I was raised in the Photoshop era. Mm. But I've not seen such a fake photo. If that if someone gave that to me today, I'd be annoyed. Like, I'd be like, that's a terrible Photoshop. And I'll send it to you. But I just can't fathom how it is that this took in all these famous people. And, like, 
Arthur Conan Doyle's literally written a book about it and they were appearing in the newspaper, not as like this crazy hoax. They're like air- fairies discovered. <laughs> I mean, uh, it was a different era, I guess. I'd like to think that I'm with you. Like if I uh, grew up in that time period, that I'd be like, well, that's obviously not a real fairy, but maybe we would would you know, completely buy it hook, line, and sinker, you know? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, am I just so used to fake photos that I'm much better at picking them out? Like they, but they don't even look lightly real. So I've sent you the, the one that's the most famous, I believe the first one. So okay, you open up your phone. Huh? Let me have a look. I mean, the girl with fairies, that's for sure. But when I when I was hearing, because I heard this story in a podcast the first time, right? So I when they were saying, oh, you know, she came up with a pretty convincing photo and people are like, well, that couldn't be faked using photography. I was thinking, oh, it must be like, you know, shining lights around her with little wings or something, like something that's pretty difficult to see. But those are clearly not real. Well, you could easily get a very um, similar photo with like a toy doll. Like or at least like five toy dolls, whatever she's got going on. Like, obviously, it was before the era of digitally being able to add that stuff in. But it's not like you couldn't physically do it. No, and that's exactly what they did do. And that's the thing when you look at these fairies, they don't look like real tiny creatures. They look like pictures. Yeah, well, like if you see the other photos, are they all in the same <laughs> position? Is that like? I feel like that would be a bit of a giveaway. Well, no, I sent you a second one, which is, I guess if I had to rank them, I find none of them convincing, but I guess this one's slightly more convincing than the first one. This is like an evil fairy on there. Yeah. But, I mean, like, again, maybe they made them themselves, but I feel like... They did. You... That's exactly what they did. No, I mean, the, did they make the fairies or did they just t- take the photos themselves? Because, like, if you no, go to like, the local... Fairies. Okay, well, maybe I guess that's more effort than most hoaxes would probably go to. Like, if you can't recognise, oh, that's the fairy from this local market, then <laughs> maybe that's what puts them over the edge. So apparently they just copied, like, dancing girls out of their books and added wings, and they're literally 2D drawings that they've, like, propped up with hat pins. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I would like to think when um, you've got, like, Conan Doyle showing up at your house and stuff, he was obviously going, like, well, this is bullshit, but I'll sell a few articles if I uh, write about it. I don't think that he was. You think he was I in, uh, he was buying the whole story? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, it was a different time. Like, you know, you, you mentioned these old school seances and you hear what happened. It's like, oh, the coat rack moved because they used an umbrella to, like, subtly jiggle it under the table. People were uh, dumb back in the day, I guess is what we're learning. <laughs> but I've still I've got you some other ones. But, again, to me, they are so... Un- I just Having heard about these hopes, like I said, I was like, wow, they must have really done an amazing job or, like, set something up that's vague enough that, you know, you kind of see orbs in photos and stuff like that. That's what I was expecting to see. But this is so clearly fake. But if you saw, like, an orb, wouldn't you just have the same reaction? You'd be like, oh, that's clearly some kind of reflection. Uh, True, but I think it's a bold move to have 
illustrated pictures. They're so, especially that first one. To me, I just, I can't understand. People from the past can't be that dumb. Like, they're so obviously fake. No, but I feel like it it doesn't even matter because, you know, you've seen those photos of, like, Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster that, you know, are pretty famous and they're always, like, blurry and out of focus. Yeah. And, like, why does that make it more believable? Because you can't see that it was, like, a shitty fake version? Like, that's well, probably the reason. Well, it doesn't make it more believable. Though. It's just that if these were slightly blurry or something, I wouldn't be able to see so obviously that they were fake. That's why they're blurry, because it hides the obvious fakeness. And they haven't even done that. No, because I, I don't think that, that matters. Like, if it's fake or real, if they're, like, hanging out with fairies, <laughs> like, if you've got, like, if you've got a blurry photo, you'd be like, oh, those are fairies. And you're like, well, that could be anything. Yeah, I guess so, but uh, I just, I'm still blown away by how unbelievably fake these photos are to be being published. Like, this was not, like, the back, you know, end of the newspaper where it's like, oh, here's some crazy stuff going out on in, you know, Cottesloe. It was like, fairies discovered, front page. That's what you don't understand. I mean, it's all about selling the story, I guess, if you really commit to the... uh... You know, but like, you imagine waking up tomorrow morning and on the, in the newspaper it's like, Satan is real, and that's the photo. Satan is real? Yeah, for example, <laughs> and there's a photo with a cut-out Satan. I thought your phone connection was a bit shitty. I couldn't... I thought you said bacon is real at first. <laughs> I was like, that wouldn't blow my mind. I'm pretty much a believer in bacon. <laughs> Satan. Yeah. Well, I'd want to see proof and, like, you know, that means like, but imagine in my that, eyes, not a photo. In my eyes. Even yeah. If, well, like, they seem to be hanging out with these fairies. Like, you know, they're, they're not scared of them. If the girls can get a good photo of the fairies, then it shouldn't be too hard to it? go down there and uh, see them myself. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because the internet era has taught us to trust absolutely nothing. Maybe nah, that's what I'm trying to work back out. then like, people were a lot more trusting. It's like, well, why would yeah. the newspaper lie to us? Or why would these that's people lie to the to newspaper? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to work out. I'm like, is this clearly stupid? Or like if we went back in time, we'd be geniuses. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, it's just blown my mind how clearly fake it is. Like, I just can't get over the obvious, obvious fakeness. Like, I was thinking these would be genius. And then maybe compare them to the other fake fairy uh, pictures from the time, and you'll be like, oh, well, these ones were even more fake. This is obviously the best of the bunch. Yeah, I guess so. Well, okay. Anyway. Cool. See ya. Bye. Midnight Crisis.